Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, August 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc., and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. It's actually the 400th episode in the history of Lockdown Blackhawks. Quick little celebration clap. Uh, And we are now also officially less than 50 days away from the start of the 2021-2022 regular season for our Chicago Blackhawks. 49 days until opening night, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting there. Uh, And we're also now probably less than a month away from the start of training camp as well, considering that uh, preseason games are beginning towards the end of September. So. Not too far away from hockey season, folks. And with all of that being so soon, for the most part, the Blackhawks are pretty much done with all of their moves for the offseason. I do still think someone's got to go in net. I have no idea how both Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia are still on the roster at this point. Um, But aside from that, I do think the Blackhawks basically have their roster set heading into training camp and for the start of the season. Everyone's pretty much locked in at this point. And with that being said, I think it's time to start getting into my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list for the 2021-2022 campaign. Last offseason, I did a top 10 prospects list as well, and it was a lot of fun to try and, you know, rank everyone and fit all the players in the correct order, at least in my mind. Um, And it also, you know, gives all the listeners out there a lot more insight about some of these players who hopefully will be part of the future core for the Blackhawks going forward. And I actually dug up the list from last season, funny enough. Uh, I wanted to go over it one more time just to uh, have a nice little reminder of how things were shaping up heading into the season last year. Um, So this was, I believe, yeah, this was back in late September, early October of 2020. At that point, my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list was starting with number 10, we had Michael Tepley. Nine was Evan Barrett. Eight was Lucas Carlson. Seven, Alex Vlasic. Six, Alec Regula. Five, Nicholas Bodan. Four, Philip Kurashev. Three, Pia Suter. Two, Ian Mitchell. And one, Adam Boquist. Pretty interesting to see how much things have changed over uh, the course of, or I guess less than uh, a course of less than a year's time. Uh, Obviously, Adam Boquist is now gone and a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets 
Pia Suter is gone as well. Same with Lucas Carlson. Uh, and I also completely whiffed on both Brandon Hagel and Wyatt Kalanuck. Those two were in my honorable mentions uh, back in October. Oops. So there's going to be a lot of different names on my list this time around for the Blackhawks. And also, before I do get into my list, I'm actually going to start with number 10 on tomorrow's show. Um, but before I let you all go, I'm, I am going to uh, unveil some of the honorable mentions for this season. Um, but before I do that, I also wanted to throw out there that Philip Kurashev, Wyatt Kalanuck, and Brandon Hagel all will not be part of my list after uh, last season. That They've essentially already cemented themselves as core pieces going forward, despite, you know, even if Kurashev or Kalanuck were to start the year in Rockford at the AHL level, um, I still don't think at this point they're, they're quite prospects. They were all pretty much staples of the lineup last season for the Blackhawks. Um, Mitchell and Bodan, though, uh, both those guys I am going to be having on my list as they're both still only 22 uh, and weren't quite regulars. They both did not crack the lineup throughout the majority of the campaign. So I am going to be having those two on my list, but I'm not going to be having Philip Kurashev, Wyatt Kalanuck, or Brandon Hagel. And I also will not be having Henrik Borgstrom as part of my list either, considering that he's already 24 years old and also has... 58 games of NHL experience already under his belt in uh, parts of two and a half seasons with the Florida Panthers. So those uh, those four guys will not be part of my top 10 prospects list, which will actually, you know, make things a lot more interesting. Not only was it um, kind of hard to come up with the top 10 here, I'm not going to lie to you, it is looking a little bit thin. Um, but it was also, you know, tough to put them in the correct order. There's a lot of things that go into it. Uh, the upside of their game, how much experience they have already for their age. You know, it's not just, uh, it's it's not as easy. It's not easy and uh, just all said and done. You know, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And actually, I found myself getting more and more frustrated uh, as time went on and the more time that I took, you know, debating over these guys. I was like, all right, I got to just come to a conclusion, come to a consensus here and, and just solidify a top 10 in that specific order. Um, but it was a lot of fun once again. So uh, I'll be beginning with my number 10 prospect for the Blackhawks on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, as I just said uh, a moment ago. But I do also want to reveal some of my honorable mentions for the list on the show here today. The first one being the guy that came in at number 10 last season, which is forward Michael Tepley. Uh, and interestingly enough, be- because of the WHL pause in COVID-19 and everything last year. Tepley actually got to see some action with the Rockford Ice Hogs last season. Uh, and despite only being 19 years old and having one prior season with the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL before uh, joining the Ice Hogs, he actually, I thought, held his own fairly well and finished with five assists in his 18 games played, he, although he, he didn't um, manage to crack the goal column. Um, but I thought he showed some strong offensive upside. It's obvious, you know, he still has some work to do before being ready to be a full-time professional. Uh, but I thought he displayed his skill set pretty well for um, being so raw in terms of his development. And also, considering that he was a fourth-round pick for the Blackhawks a couple, year ba- a couple years back and is already playing 
at the professional level. Uh, I wanted to squeeze Tepley into my lower part of this list once again this year. Uh, he, he's a guy I, uh, I'll admit, I kind of have a little bit of bias towards. I think he just has a good offensive game. Uh, it's, again, especially for being a fourth-round pick. Uh, but this time around, you know, I, I just could not find the room for Michael Tepley. But to me, he's someone that you definitely should not forget about uh, and is one of the top honorable mentions for my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Then also as an honorable mention, I have 2021 first round pick Nolan Allen and second round pick Colton Dock. Uh, And first with Allen, you know, considering that he doesn't really have any offensive upside at all, uh, I just don't really know where to rank him right now. Also, he only played 16 games in the WHL last season. So uh, for right now, I'm just going to put him in the honorable mentions list and maybe, you know, towards the midway point of the season when I come back and redo this list, maybe he'll have uh, a spot inside the top 10 once I see him with some more game action. As for Colton Doc, uh, it's obvious that he needs to get faster in order to pan out to his fullest NHL potential. And I'm not saying that can't happen, um, but... You know, considering that the NHL level seemingly is only getting faster and faster and faster year by year, uh, that's going to be something that's really hard for Colton Doc to work on. Uh, he's already going to have to play catch up, and as I just said, with things only heading uh, in the he- getting faster and faster, you know, it's going to be tougher uh, for him to do that. So. Um, until I kind of see him improve upon that speed, I'm just not so sure I can put him inside the Blackhawks' top 10 prospects list. Uh, and that really, you know, kind of shows the weakness of this Blackhawks 2021 draft class. You know, it's just hard to see some of the upside for these top round picks and Nolan Allen and Colton Dock. And then my last honorable mention we have here is 2020 fifth round pick Isaac Phillips, who like Michael Tepley, also got to play in the AHL last season because of the WHL season being shortened. Uh, And and like Tepley, and probably honestly more so than Tepley did, Phillips really was sturdy and did a good job of holding his own on the back end for being such a raw defenseman. So much, in fact, that uh, he actually also inked a contract with the Ice Hogs and is already going to be starting his full-time professional career. So uh, also keep an eye on Isaac Phillips next season, ladies and gentlemen. He'll likely be in Rockford for the entire campaign, but definitely could have an NHL future sometime soon after taking a major leap in his development during the 2021 campaign. All right, that will take care of the honorable mentions for my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to share with all of you a quick conversation I had with Joe DiBiase of Lockdown Sabres to discuss the Hawks bringing in defenseman Jake McCabe on a four-year contract this offseason. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. 
The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, joining me now on Locked On Blackhawks is a fellow Locked On host. Today we have Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres. Joe, thank you for taking time to join me today, man. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Jack, how are you doing? Slow season. Yeah, <laughs> def- definitely the slow part of the summer, but we're getting closer and closer to hockey season, less than 50 days now, I know. So uh, I'm pumped that uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is starting to get a little bit bigger. Yeah, me too. Uh, training camp's less than a month away. I know preseason games are less than a month away, so I assume that that's the case. Um, so, yeah, like it's going to get going pretty quickly here. Like once football starts, it's like two weeks in and like you're like ready for the NFL. And it's like, wait, hockey's ready already? Hockey's going? Right. So all this attention, I know we're focusing on Buffalo on the Bills. And just like that, I know the Sabres are going to be on the doorstep of uh, showing up to work. For sure, yeah. It's going to be an interesting mix. I'm going to be all – geared up ready to go for football season in the back of my mind be thinking be like oh wait hockey season's right around the corner too but uh that also is yeah. you know what makes it partly the best time of the year you got baseball playoffs nhl season starting up nfl starting up it's a great time yeah. man i think it's you got an elite sports month coming up september uh even mm-hmm. without because uh you've got if you're any golf fans out there the Ryder cup this year especially adds to that and as you mentioned yes. baseball playoffs getting around the corner in october uh, I think October has got to be the best sports month, at least for me. So September is a nice lead in to that. But I'm a, I am love October sports because you got a little bit of everything. Um, plus, big uh, big fall weather guy, hoodie and shorts weather. So that's, that's my season right there. Right. No complaints at all on my end. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, but the reason I got you here this afternoon is because uh, I wanted to give all my listeners out there a little bit more insight on defenseman Jake McCabe, who the Blackhawks just signed to a four-year, $16 million extension this offseason to kind of try and help clean things up on the back end for us. Um, First, I know this past season in particular, you know, is a little tough one for Jake with the injury, and we'll get into Mm -hmm. that in a bit as well. Um, But for the past couple seasons prior to that, you know, it it seemed like he had been uh, a reliable guy on D for the Sabres, despite uh, not to be rude, Joe, but I don't think it's, it's much of a secret, though, uh, despite the team not having all that much success. Um, but for the Blackhawks, for McCabe, I mean, uh, he's likely to immediately step into a top four role for this team. We're trying to get back into that gear of being a playoff contender, and he could even be a top pairing guy alongside Seth Jones to start the season. So I'm kind of just wondering, um, in your opinion, at least, do you think he's ready for those type of minutes on a team that's, you know, trying to take that next, take that next step and become Yeah, I, I think he, I think at this point in his career, he might be what he is. I mean, he's 27 years old. I mean, when you're entering year nine of your career, usually you don't see a big jump in your play. But I think because it's a change of scenery situation that there's a chance at that. I, but I would imagine that he is the player that he is. 
He's a good two-way defenseman. Um, I think he's kind of good at everything. I'm not sure he's great at any one particular thing, but again, I think he's kind of good at everything. And he's very physical, even though he's not the biggest defenseman in the world. He, I mean, thinking back on, we don't get a lot of big monstrous hits in the NHL anymore, but like the last decade, McCabe, one game, regular season game a couple years ago, just blasted Patrick Line and knocked him out coming across the middle. I remember um, that. Like he, yeah, he's a guy that if he's, he's out there, you got to keep your head up. And that's like kind of not even the main part of his game. Like he's very good in his own end. He's a good zone exit defenseman. He's his head is always up when he's got the puck and he doesn't panic when he's got pressure. He's very good at getting the puck up to his forwards, getting it out of the zone um, and maintaining possession for, for his team and kind of helping set up in the offensive end. He's not a guy that's going to put up a lot of points, but that can contribute to your offensive numbers as well. It's just that, getting it on the tape of your forwards in stride from the defensive zone to the neutral zone. I think McCabe is good at that. And uh, I think the second pair is the ideal role for him playing, you know, 18, 19, 20 minutes a night. I think of course, if you are in a pinch and the Sabres have been in a pinch for 10 years, basically at this point, uh, then he can play on your top pair. And I think next to a defenseman like Seth Jones, that might help insulate him a little bit be the more stay at home guy, let Jones kind of go all like explore all over the ice. If he needs to, I think he could be a good partner for Jones. I guess. So I think, you know, that that's a spot where I think he would play well, but if you're looking for him to thrive, I think the ideal situation for him is that second pair spot. For sure. And, and it's kind of interesting because all, all the, how you just described McKay basically is uh, what the Blackhawks were hoping they were going to get in mm-hmm. Nikita Zadorov when they acquired him last off season. Right. And unfortunately, those didn't those things uh, didn't happen in year one. And that ultimately led to him being traded to the Calgary Flames. So, yeah, they're hoping that they'll get more stability and more uh, more um, mobility yeah. and a better just all around game, especially with the puck on the biggest area where Zadorov struggled was when the puck was on his stick in the defensive zone, getting it out of there. We need yeah. to be a team that's better at getting the puck out of our own end because we've been swarmed spending way too much time in our defensive zone. So hopefully that's one area where uh, Jake McCabe can come in handy next season and beyond for the Blackhawks. Um, Yeah. And I, by the way, I'm not sure Chicago of all teams in the league needs this. They probably might need it the least, but like McCabe really developed as a leader in the locker room and on the ice uh, for the Sabres team over the past couple of years. Like he really has kind of been the guy. I think in the locker room, Jack Eichel, wears the seat, wears the seat. And I think actually that has influenced him getting a lot of criticism as a leader that is undeserved. I think Eichel's a good leader, but he is definitely not what Jake McCabe is. Jake McCabe is the guy that's working with young players time in and time out. Uh, he's the guy that's throwing his body in front of shots, playing through injuries. He's a heart and soul type of defenseman. And sometimes I think those intangibles can be overrated. To me, they're nice to have as a supplementary piece to a player. And I think that's what you're getting with McCabe. I think you're getting a player that has that heart and soul, has that leadership, but that's not the sole reason why you're requiring him. You're requiring him because he's a good all-around defenseman, and you're just getting that, I think, as a bonus along the way. For sure, yeah. And the Blackhawks, they actually could use some of that leadership in their locker room right now because the only two members left on their team from the 2015 Stanley Cup team is now Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Brent Seabrook gone, Duncan Keith gone. Uh, Patrick Sharp obviously retired. Same with Mary and Hosa. Corey Crawford retired as well. So yeah, yeah, added leadership from a guy like McCabe. And also we got some more of that in Marc-Andre Fleur this offseason as well. Uh, we're hoping, I think, will go a long way. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask about McCabe. Um, sure. I, I'm interested, 
your thoughts on the contract that he received from the Blackhawks. As you said, not too long ago, he's still only 27 years old, uh, but he is coming off uh, a pretty significant, some pretty significant knee surgery uh, this, this past year. He got four yep. years, 16 million from the Blackhawks, as I mentioned a moment ago. Uh, had he signed that with the Sabres, not thinking about how their team builds up and whatnot, just strictly financially, four yeah. years, 16 million. Do you think that's a good deal, bad, a fair deal? And also, do you have yeah. any concerns about the injury at all, knowing just kind of how he plays the game? I don't think I have concerns about the injury. He's had injuries throughout his career. Um, a couple, nothing major really before this. And he's always come back from it. He's always, he's played through it when he needed to. Um, he's a tough, he's a tough nosed guy. And while he's not slow by any means, he's not this dynamic, you know, puck moving up and down the ice type of defenseman. He's not Cal McCarr. He's not <laughs> prime Eric Carlson. He's not a guy I think that relies on his foot speed in order to be an effective player. So I think even if he takes a bit of a hit, with his speed and his skating, I think he's still going to be as about as effective as a player. And I think that's assuming like that's guessing at whether that will happen. I think he's a young guy. He should be fine. Uh, the contract, if the question is about value, then I like the contract a lot for that four years, 4 million per year um, at his age at uh, 27 years old. I mean, taking him to 31 years old, it's the perfect term for that deal. If it had been a little bit longer term, maybe I wouldn't like it at 4 million, but I think the cap is fair. Maybe it's, it's not much more. I think his market value, what I was guessing at before he hit the open market was like three and a half mil. So just to go a tad above that it's, to me is not really that big a deal. Um, so I think it's good value for Chicago. I think the Sabres were never going to be able to match that. And I, it, it depends like what type of team you're looking for. I think he is, I think he's a perfect player on that contract for a team that's looking to, to contend. It's looking to make the playoffs. And I think that's what Chicago is trying to do. And they signified that, especially when they went and got flurry uh, after they made all the free agent moves and the Seth Jones trade. Um, the Sabres are starting over in a rebuild. So he didn't make a lot of sense for the future. I can argue they, they lost an asset with that injury. I think he was headed towards being a trade deadline move. And I know defensemen weren't going for a lot at the deadline, but they probably lost the second round pick because he, of that injury. Um, so there was no future for him here. He's one of those guys, though, that was well-liked by the fans, and there are not a lot of those here. Just <laughs> people have not uh, – the, the people that are not within Buffalo uh, can recognize that. Most of these players are not fan or fan-friendly when they leave, and I think McCabe is one of them, and I think Sabre fans were happy to see him land in a spot in a place where he's going to win more. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for uh, that insight on – Jake McKay, but before I let you go, I know we only sure. got a couple minutes left, but I, I got to get first the latest scoop on the Jack <laughs> Eichel situation and what's kind of uh, your opinion mm. on what you think or what you hope is going to happen, you know, in the next month before the start of yeah. the camp. It is the wild west right now with Eichel. I mean, I've never seen a situation like this, not only just here with the Sabres, but maybe in the league. It's so complex. There are so many factors that go into it. The, 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 the contract is having five years left and having a no movement clause that kicks in next year. The, 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 just the historicalness of the Sabres having a 10 year playoff drought that they're going to set the NHL record. I would be stunned if they don't uh, this season. So a guy that's been that good six years in to not win that's unique. And the surgery and the, the neck injury is unique as well. I've never seen, 
a dilemma like this where two sides are this heated, that's this intense. You've 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 had a little bit of back and forth, like you've had unhappiness, like Vladimir Tarasenko. And part of the reason why he wants out of St. Louis is he's not happy with the way his shoulder surgery was dealt with. But this is like the the veracity that is with coming around with this um, is something like I've never seen. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to trade it. I think he's going to probably be placed on IR at the beginning of the year. Um, Basically, Eichel wants to have a, a artificial disc replacement surgery in his neck. The Sabres want him to have a fusion surgery. I think Eichel has made a very strong case at, for his long-term health, why the artificial disc is a better idea for him, but the Sabres don't want him to have it. And according to the CBA, the Sabres have the final say. So th- think about what that says. If the Sabres aren't budging and they want him to have the surgery, but Eichel has been convinced, and I think maybe rightfully so, has been convinced that the fusion can lead to long-term health risks. If you want to be playing with your grandchildren when you're 70 years old, you want to have the displacement surgery. If he's been convinced of that, I don't think he's having the fusion surgery. I don't think he's putting his long-term health at risk. So what happens? I think it's kind of unprecedented. I think you wait for right. him to be traded and then he gets the disc replacement surgery. But what happens if he doesn't, does he just not play? And I think that's kind of this holding pattern we're in that we're waiting to see what happens. I, my guess is, and it's a complete guess. Cause again, wild West never seen anything like this. I think he's probably just not going to play until a trade happens. And man, I, who's who there's no way of knowing when that's going to happen at this point. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It has been absolute <laughs> mayhem the past, well, it seems like for a while now with uh, Jack Eichel and the whole situation. All right, but Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to join me this afternoon, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And before you go, I uh, want to let all my listeners out there, if they want to check you out and your show uh, on social media, where will they be able to find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. You can find Locked On Sabres Podcast wherever you're finding Locked On Blackhawks. I also do a PM show at WGR Sports Radio in Buffalo. So if you're ever driving through, uh, you can catch me on weeknights at 7 o'clock. All right. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, Jack. All right. That takes care of my quick conversation with Joe DiBiase from Locked On Sabres. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into some news that could affect a few Blackhawks prospects. But first... I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they now also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry and grasshopper cookie. They also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are also soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out Built Bar for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has taken over for the summer. If you're a baseball fan, this is your favorite time of the year. Football season also is right around the corner, and UFC is in full swing all year round. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your, fi- on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just wrapped up my conversation with Joe DiBiase from Lockdown Sabres regarding defenseman Jake McCabe and also the latest on superstar Jack Eichel. Moving on now, before I finish things up for the day, I also wanted to be sure to mention that yesterday I saw a tweet posted by the Hockey Hound Show, which is an NHL show and podcast that actually they do have a pretty strong following, over 6,000 followers on Twitter. Um... I saw a tweet from them. Uh, I haven't seen any articles come out about it yet, so I'm I'm not sure if it's 100% official. But according to the Hockey Hound Show, the KHL, ESPN+, and Portable TV have reached an agreement on streaming that will allow ESPN+, to show 50 regular season KHL games, along with all of the KHL playoffs. And then... Portable TV will also carry the rest of the games in the United States and will fully show the KHL games in Canada as well. So, if this is true, that would be, first off, an incredible step in the right direction of expanding the game of hockey. The KHL is, without a doubt, the second-best league in the entire world and have also generated some of the best players in today's NHL. So they totally should be getting this kind of recognition, and uh, this will only help, hopefully, you know, get the league some more money and some more um, viewership, which should, you know, just only uh, benefit the players and the league in many ways. Uh, It is going to be interesting, though, because obviously, you know, Russia... uh, it's a little bit of a circus over there. They do things a little bit differently. Um, but it, it still will be, you know, obviously pretty cool if we do get to see some uh, some more KHL action. And looking at how it could affect the Blackhawks, um, there are a couple of prospects that they have over in Russia right now playing at the KHL level. We got Max Shalunov, who did not come over to North America once again this summer like a lot of people were expecting him to. Uh, there's also Artur Kayumov, who's another guy who's kind of been over in Russia the last handful of years that uh, that the Blackhawks are kind of just waiting on, waiting for him to come over uh, overseas and join them. Uh, Ivan Nalimov, who's another goaltender prospect I talked about a few weeks back that the Blackhawks may not want to be so fast to give up on just yet. And there's also 2021 six-round pick Ilya Safinov as well. So, um, yeah, four guys there and could be more in the future as well. So I really do hope this deal ends up getting done because, again, it would be so awesome to see um, 
more of these prospects for the Hawks and also just see the KHL um, and what their players have to offer in more game action during the season for each of their respected KHL teams. And also, speaking of prospects, it seems like today's entire show is basically about prospects. Um, but I also saw that today was the start of the Four Nations tournament that is held between Russia, Finland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic. The first game today uh, was between Finland and the Czech Republic with the Czech coming out on top. And for the Czech, uh, they, they won by a score of 3 to nothing. But for the Czech, on their top defensive pairing... They got 19-year-old fourth-round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2020 NHL Draft, Michael Crudel, who also did see 21 games with the Icehawks towards the end of last year, recording no goals and three assists, although he is known as more of a shut-down, physical, defensive defenseman, being 6'3", and a little bit heftier in size and stature. Um, I haven't seen a lot posted about this tournament, you know, I can't really say... uh, too much about the the rosters or anything or the makeup fully, um, but you know it should be just some more good experience for Crudel, and hopefully you'll put together a, a strong a strong showing in this tournament. Uh, I don't believe there are any other Blackhawks prospects taking part in the Four Nations, so uh, should keep should uh, make my life pretty easy. I'll be sure to keep providing updates for all of you on Blackhawks 2020 fourth round pick Michael Crudel as the tournament goes on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, August 26th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.